PPC live stream on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. I think there are some other places also we are live. So I'm your host Santos, and this week we are uh, you know doing multiple live streams. The one we did with Neeraj was about uh, you know data discrepancy in Google Ads. Today we are going to discuss with Nachiket, who is going to walk us through uh, you know product feed optimization in Merchant Center, and that's the great lineup today. Uh, but before we uh, get into that section, uh, I wanted to give you a quick introduction about Guided PPC. Guided PPC is now a Google Ads agency, and Guided PPC is somewhat known for the Google Ads courses, right? So if you are interested in learning Google Ads, you can go to uh, this courses section on the website. It's a 14-hour Google Ads course, which gives you pretty uh, deep insight into Google Ads, how Google Ads works, makes you think differently and gives you like you know connects all the dots for you so go to courses.guidedppc.com you can learn google ads in 14 hours you can also do the second batch which is level up on the first batch where you will you know get a hands-on experience uh, from me <laughs> from my experience and you will get to learn how to think like a world-class google ads specialist if you are a client, if you are a DTC brand or, you know, any online business, you need help with Google Ads, you can simply go to carrierppc.com, request a free audit, happy to do it for you, uh, show you some recommendations and, you know, if you decide to work with us, more than welcome. Great. So, I'm going to now bring on Nachiket. Nachiket, by the way, uh, was part of the first batch. He did Google Ads course. Uh, you know, he also jumped on the second batch, but he also did you know, internship at Solutions Aid, and now he works as a independent consultant with a major DTC brand. And he's has an interesting story to tell about that. So we will hear that from Nachiket. So without further ado, let's say hello to Nachiket. Hey, Nachiket. Hi, hi, Santosh. Well, thanks hi, for hopping on. Thanks for sparing time for this, and thanks for uh, you know spending time on preparing your presentation on you know data feed optimization. I mean, it's a important topic, right? That there's not much information about this, so it's always nice to uh, present a topic like this. And thanks for having me. Awesome, great. So, uh, help us understand the bit of background about why did you want to, you know, present this topic in particular today? So, uh, I have observed this. When you search for topics related to Google Ads, you'll mostly see blogs on um, Google search campaigns, right? Yeah. Even courses, entire courses, they are just on Google search. Nobody yeah. talks about Google Shopping. And if you are working for um, an e-commerce brand, Google Shopping is going to be a major channel for you. Yes. Uh, if, if you are advertising on Google. And since there's not enough information about this topic on uh, on the internet there is but not enough and you might have to uh, dig a lot to get the information you want so i feel like uh, why not present this topic because i have worked on uh, ecom an ecom brand just one ecom brand for the past 6 months and there are a lot of optimizations that i did over time and I felt like I have garnered information about uh, things that maybe people do not know about or if they do know they may not know the impact of it 
so that's why that's the only reason i feel like this is something i've been i've done day i mean week in week out why not present it awesome great and i i kind of feel guilty about this fact that you brought up that you know most of the courses and topics are out there about heavily centered around paid search yeah. and that's what happened with our first batch of google ads course it was mostly centered around paid search uh, we didn't you know uh, have time or didn't do uh, you know any deep dive on google shopping or product fit for that matter but would you say that course is still helped yeah uh, in some way there are commonalities yeah there are commonalities between uh, google search and shopping say uh, because like in google search campaigns you'll have keywords and in google shopping campaigns you'll have titles yes now the fundamental yes. behind both of them is the same you want relevant and uh, high search volume keywords in your google shopping camp uh, in your google search campaign and uh, high search volume keywords uh, in your title which would then go on google shopping so the fundamentals are the same yeah because the platform is the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah now i was trying to take the credit for uh, your presentation today in some way <laughs> and bring it back to the course so see see guys i understand that you know i'm trying to confess here that on the first batch of google ads course at garrett ppc we did not do you know uh, too much of discussion into we actually we did not go into the area of google shopping and all but i think what we did during that first batch is that we made everyone you know start questioning why and once the mindset was changed so we sort of grasped uh, you know google ads specialist mindset in that course and once you have that i think the rest becomes easier and that's why you have you know ticket from the first batch he figured out google search and google ads specialist mindset he acquired and then he went on to uh, you know get a you know consulting assignment and now he has figured out google shopping so much so that he has uh, decided to come and give back to the community of google ads specialists especially the ones who are willing to become a specialist from here on it's a give back from nachiket so thank you nachiket thank you for doing that so do i present my presentation now or sure, do we sure. take a few questions or anything uh so you know some people have said hello so let's put them on the screen so that they don't feel left out hey nafi said i'm doing good thank you uh please stay on we'll take questions in the end so irbaj says hi hi irbaj and abdul samad says excellent so i think it's a compliment to you you decided to discuss this topic today nachiket <laughs> uh then we have suraj he says hi guys hi suraj and then alamgir says hi guys it is necessary to use third party tool for feed optimization if yes please recommend the best one to use so we will park this question for you uh, alamgir for nachiket nachiket will discuss this in the end towards the end so uh, you guys keep dropping your questions i will scroll up and start taking questions once nachiket's presentation is over will you cover google shopping in third batch <laughs> great question <laughs> yes uh, the third batch is going to be about google shopping uh, you know google ads for dtc brands 
I wanted to do it for Google Ads, DTC, for, for DTC brands, owners and marketing managers. But I think I'm going to make it generalized, not just specific about them only. So, uh, yes, the answer is resounding yes. Alamgir, it's going to be about Google Shopping. Great. So people have said hello. We have said hello back to them. And it's over to you. Nachiket, you can start sharing your screen and take it away from here. Uh, how do I share my screen from here? There is a share screen button, the third one on the right in the middle. Ah, yes, right. I got it. Yeah. Once you hit share, I'm gonna put it on the screen. Okay, you ready? I'm, yes, so I can see that slides are there. Okay, now it's on the screen. Go ahead. <laughs> That's the first like product speed optimization. <laughs> didn't put much yeah. didn't put much effort much effort into this, but still, the first slide. Uh, I know this might come across as a surprise to many people that your product feed has a quality score. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Uh, sorry, would you mind doing the slideshow mode so that people can see bigger slides, or? Yeah. Maybe just hide the toolbars. We are the champions of technical hiccups. <laughs> okay, see, uh, see if you can make slides work. Can you see the entire screen? Uh, no, not yet. I think you'll have to share again. Stop sharing and share again. Okay. And I think it's my internet or yours, but you're freezing. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but your your video is frozen. I can see that my video. I think is it's the problem of. Yeah, I think I it's restream, not you or us. Yeah, it's not us. It's the restream. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and share your screen one more time and. See if you can share the full screen. If not, then you can just hide the toolbars from the view view menu. Okay, it's. Are you seeing the entire desktop? Yes, I think I'm again. I'm frozen again. Yeah, you're frozen, but don't worry about that. Uh, see if you can go to the. Yeah, perfect. Now it's visible. Great. This is fantastic. Go ahead. Is video frozen still? Yeah, it's okay, but I think it should pick up. It will pick up. Sure. People understand it's you talking about it. Um, so shall I begin? Yes, yes, go ahead. So I don't know. I mean, did you know, Santosh, that uh, product feed has a, had a quality score? Because I talked to a lot of people and nobody literally mentioned that you uh, that a product feed has a quality So not explicitly, this is kind of a surprise to me as well, but I have never used the term quality score for product feed in the past. And I have not heard anybody else use it in my experience. So great. Uh, this is a first value bomb from uh, Nachiket. Actually, uh, I read a book called Join or Die. Mm -hmm. uh, and I recommend everyone to paid search 
I first came across this concept in that book and then I started reading a lot of blogs when I joined the current company that I work for and I came across Savvy Revenue blog and uh, they mentioned uh, the same that a product feed your products have quality score now if you are running a search campaign you would know that your key uh, keywords uh, have quality score right Yes. And it depends on three factors: CTR, landing page experience, and relevance. Now, uh, majority—I mean, the most weightage is given is given to the click-through click-through rate, right? Because yes. the, uh, Google wants you to create ads that people want to click. Yes. So right. I assume the same weightage is given to uh, CTR. for product feed as well and mm-hmm. then there is landing page experience and uh, relevance now if your products have low ctr there could be two reasons for it either its product um, the image isn't good isn't appealing or the price itself yes uh, yeah the basic four p's of marketing right product price uh, place and promotion yeah plays a part in here too uh, so if your competitors are uh, selling let's say a jacket for $30 and you're selling for $70 you're going to have a hard time selling on google shopping because it's a comparison site uh, price uh, platform people are there for um, competitive products uh, which sell not at the highest price but you know at a general price and also give uh, have features and benefits uh, that they want to buy so if you are struggling with ctr then there could be two reasons your product and price and you have to take a landing page experience into consideration as well so that's another factor and the third is relevance now uh, the more data you have in your data feed the more relevance the more relevant your product will be to the search query right so you have to work on your feed and to improve your relevance you, you could add negative keywords as well uh, if you are running a standard shopping campaign uh, so these are the two ways right either you add negative keywords so you do not show up for search queries that you do not intend for and then you also work uh, on your feed and add more data so that improves your relevance and if you improve your relevance as and also ctr then you'll have a higher quality score and that should mean a lower uh, cpc also do not violate your uh, violate google's policy regarding the shopping feed uh, you can use the diagnostic tabs in the google merchant center to fix the existing errors it may show so work on your feed and also do not uh, breach any policies uh, policies and you're good with your product feed now uh, i was talking about ctr right so let's say you have 10 products and these 10 products do not have any variant you can go into your product tab let's say you're running a sh- uh, standard shopping campaign doesn't matter if you're running a standard shopping or a pmax feed only uh, you can go into your product tab and see for yourself the ctr of each uh, product and then uh, if you see that a few products uh, have a low ctr then 
you can work upon those products could they as i mentioned there could be uh, many reasons for the uh, low ctr it could be the image or it could be the price it depends you have to figure it out and let's say you are having multiple variants for your products then this is the way i go about it i use custom labels so as you can see this is a product uh, which is a golf jumper now this is yesterday's data i uh, took a screenshot of it yesterday and i used this for this presentation this product has three variants uh, which are actually active right now and you can see that there are uh, these three um, variants have garnered a total accumulated a total of three clicks now if you have a, a huge catalog and you will go you are going to have a really difficult time uh, to figure out what each variant uh, how each variant is doing in terms of ctr so you can actually uh, append you can actually use custom labels so let's say you are having a product uh, called golf jumper you can use custom label and then custom label all these variants as golf jumper and then you can go into uh, the reports tab and use the custom label and then you will see uh, the accumulated data for that uh, for that certain uh, specific product so you can see here uh, i use this report you can uh, as it has uh, a total of 3 clicks and in the in the upper screenshot you can also sum it it's 1 plus 2 3 3 clicks right so these yeah. variants have 3 uh, clicks and the product uh, as it has um, added it has come down to 3 so you can use this uh, report called shopping product title which is available in google ads and custom label each variant the product title of your product so what makes up a feed and the benefits of a well optimized feed so a feed is made up of uh, attributes and the product data associated with that attribute <clears throat> so let's say uh, there are uh, so i have inserted a link to product data specification you can go and see the uh, recommended and mandatory uh, attributes like id is a, is a mandatory attribute because each product should have a unique id each product should have a unique product title it should have gtin if you do not have uh, i'll get back to it uh, and then the price etc there are other uh, there are other uh, basic i mean mandatory attributes as well like image link your uh, link which is the destination url and conditions which is like if is it new or is it old you can have uh, you you need to have these attributes as well now the benefits of a well -opt optimized feed are that you get more clicks and conversions because you appear for more searches you get more uh, impressions so with more impressions follow more clicks and hopefully also conversions because you worked so hard on your feed you have uh, all the uh, mandatory and optional attributes you'll have fewer disapproved products and product errors 
and a well optimized feed can also result uh, in in a better into better roi now coming down to feed optimization the single biggest lever in feed optimization is the product title optimization so google accepts up to 150 characters in the title but i would suggest you have only 70 or less because most of the time it will uh, google will truncate your product title into 70 characters and the rest will not be displayed so have 70 characters uh, product title i and just want to weigh in here saying that the product title is such a big lever uh, by the way irbaz wants to get the book name again sorry to interrupt you um, so the reason why <coughs> title is such a big lever such a most critical lever is because with title you can uh, you know try and get better ctr when ctrs can can be uh, there are multiple ways you can increase your ctr like you can show lower prices show better product image but title is one of the things where you can actually explain the offer uh, or you know whatever you can do to make people want to click it and therefore it can help improve your ctrs and quality score drank lot of waters sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah so again when it comes to product title optimization avoid capitalization and also do not keyword stuff your product titles <clears throat> like you can see let me zoom so i came across this listing men's polo golf men's polo shirt golf shirt waffle polo shirt do not do this this looks really spammy <clears throat> also avoid capitalization because that also looks spammy just do a survey just ask three people <clears throat> would they buy this product they would say no this does not look legit so have product titles that look legitimate and do not keyword stuff have keywords that are uh, high in search volume and are relevant to your product and search uh, and search query but do not do anything like this you'll mostly see uh, sites like alibaba doing uh, this practice but i don't know if it any if it works because this looks really spammy and uh, i have i have a hard time actually uh, thinking if this even works Or, or not might work on alibaba not on google <laughs> yeah <laughs> different audience right <laughs> different platform different values different ecosystem different uh, measures this is why google is a leading search engine you all because they they would not let you sell uh, you know books in place of jackets if people are searching for jackets you can't sell books regardless of how much you are trying to pay right? and that's where the quality factor comes in and it it basically maintains the sanctity of the platform that what people are searching for they will get it even if it is ads nobody can compromise that uh, quality aspect this is why you know <laughs> this yeah. title reminded me of seo in you know 90s yeah <laughs> you should stuff everything in the title and meta tags <laughs> go on great find <laughs> great example yeah the reason i said this is the single biggest biggest lever is i have seen 
immense results one sided project uh, product title optimization like you can see uh, <clears throat> so we sell jackets in september we did 8k in october i did a product title optimization in the last week and then in december i i did not include november because we had our site closed for two weeks so yeah. it didn't make up for fair comparison so i included december and you can see <clears throat> the conversions more than double the conversion value did not it's okay but at least conversions did right so people may have bought from uh, us but not in as much quantity as they did before but this is a good sign right we have sold to more people and they could come back to us again so the roas has dropped but um, the conversions have only gone up and by a huge margin awesome great job i want to plug my uh, you know bragging rights here <laughs> <laughs> product title optimization is something i insisted and made it an sop at solution sales uh, we didn't do product title optimization before i talked about it and you know i think somebody who took it very seriously was regina she ensured that for all of her clients product title was to be optimized she even engaged copywriters did everything because she saw the value in it Yeah. and Nachiket, i'm so happy that you are uh, giving like showing a real example of how things changed because of product title optimization you all please understand the reason why the product title optimization and the feed optimization is so important because when you are doing shopping ads the products are the ads and therefore by doing this optimization you are actually optimizing your ad not the products yeah that's how you need to look at it Actually, I have a banger of an example. Next slide on there. <laughs> awesome, share it. <laughs> Do you Love see it. the umbrellas? Uh, umbrellas? Yeah. So we also sell umbrellas in September. Oh yeah. Okay. We only sold one umbrella. Uh huh. In October, we sold one point five, thanks to uh, data-driven attribution. <laughs> And then in the last week of October, I did the <clears throat> product title optimization of. Uh, for umbrellas and then yeah. you can see in december we sold almost 4k of umbrellas so that's Ooh. that should be a case study man yeah <laughs> it should be a it deserves a separate slide nachiket <laughs> don't try to cram too many things into one slide <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, i have actually mentioned the structure that i used for umbrellas so there are a lot of structures you can follow and it depends on what you sell a lot of uh, let's say you are nike yeah. and you are selling nike mercurial mercurial which is a shoe for football players mm-hmm. the first structure would work for you because nike would come first and then people definitely aspire, uh, want nike right so you can have nike and then product type which is football shoes and then color and then material uh, the second one is uh, could be used for uh, electronics let's say you are selling a tv so your brand is sony the size is let's say uh, 43 inches the product type tv and then the color so your brand, your product title would look like sony 43 inches uh, television and then color you can also use uh, the third uh, structure <coughs> which is material plus product type material could be cotton let's say you are selling cotton t-shirts you could use the third structure right cotton t-shirts 
product type then color then the brand uh, often times you would also want to include the gender like you are selling to specific audience your uh, shirt is meant to be uh, worn by men you can include uh, gender too like men's um, product which is let's say golf men's golf polos and then size and then color and everything else follows the one structure the structure that i used for umbrellas was product name which is umbrellas followed by the color then usp now i knew that people aren't going to be searching for the usp of our product but i realized if i include usp i'll get really high ctr because no one was mentioning it so we sell umbrellas which are 64 inch and have double canopy design and i felt like that could be a usp i included it and that changed the game for uh, umbrellas like even in two weeks i could have included a uh, november data in november we had our site closed for two weeks but the rest two weeks we did uh, uh, we did sell of 3 uh, 3k almost just instant right i did product title optimization in the last week of october and then in september in only two weeks we did 3k so that's that's when i realized this is something else and this has to be the most important thing in a field optimization and then the results followed in the uh, upcoming uh, months too i i want to like uh, highlight this uh, this um nomenclature or the structure that you have the last one product name plus color plus usp plus brand you all please understand that the reason why nachiket would have not included usp in the beginning is because he mentioned that he knows usp is not something people would be searching for this is something they need to be told to you know make it look better than i mean to to take some competitive advantage therefore when you are doing the product titles you make sure that you keep your most important keywords in the beginning of the title that's super important right and then you follow the structure usually what people do sometimes people would use their own brand name in the beginning that's yeah. kind of pointless right uh, people already know your brand <laughs> <laughs> you will get mostly the branded traffic right yeah great yeah. this is so going so great uh, by the way um, Uh, a very relevant question suraj has asked that the title case is better or lower case better for product title what's your take i think title yeah. case title case yeah i use title it's a case. no brainer yeah uh, in yeah. fact title case is something that we also use for writing our ads yeah so when you are writing ads uh, you know headlines description lines we always use title case in fact not title case we use first letter capital for every word at solution that that was the sop yeah so Uh, if you are writing ads and title is basically your product ad right the headline of the product ad so title case of course yeah title case so Great. Uh, how to do product titles versus how not to do product titles <laughs> yeah that's super important like, i love it <laughs> how not to do product titles <laughs> yeah so fear of god is actually a brand and this listing only has the brand and the product name in the title you could have they could have done so much more right like have uh, the material or pattern anything they could have done right which on the left side uh, kalenji by i guess it's by decathlon they've done it they used brand because people know it and you know it the reviews are 
a testimony to that then they have included it's for running right it's a running t-shirt and then as i said it's a huge title and google has uh, truncated most of it but that has helped them rank so you can try it but if possible uh, have 70 characters but you could see the i i uh, found this listing the left one on first page and i have to search uh, i have to get uh, till the eighth page to find this uh, second listing so you know this is nothing najiket i have seen stores where the title is fear of god not even saying t-shirts or <laughs> the fear of yeah. god is the title <laughs> now how on earth is somebody supposed to discover a t-shirt by typing fear of god <laughs> and i'm not making this up i have seen this first hand uh you know <laughs> um so this is definitely not how you should do the title if you are selling t-shirts fear of god is not the keyword it doesn't say t-shirt you have to say yeah. t-shirt if you are into paid search follow patrick gilbert uh, he has a pod- podcast named how to hide a dead body it's uh, by showing up on page 2 of google <laughs> because no one goes on google page number 2 <laughs> so that's how you can um, kill your business <laughs> awesome <laughs> so the more data the better right as i uh, said relevance is key and the more data you have uh, the better use all the possible attributes at your disposal um one tip from my side let uh, if you are having products if you are running products uh, and you not you do not know which attributes i can use for that specific uh, those spread, uh, specific products just google search let's say you search for polos you'll come across filters um you'll come across color you'll come across material you you'll come across pattern no you you can do what you can do is next uh, google search if these uh, filters are an attribute in google merchant center if they are, if they are then use them that's what i do so i actually go google uh, uh, products and look for the filters and if i find a filter if i find filters like material or pattern or anything else i use it like for like we also sell belts and there's a filter for uh, belt which is um, material i and we sell uh, genuine leather belts i used uh, that attribute for all our belt products so i did that and i saw a spike because let's say a thousand people are making search i'm sure half of them at least are going to use filters to fine tune their search so if you if you are using attributes you are going to uh, show for those even uh, fine tuned uh, searches google is a bottom of the funnel uh, platform right and then you also get filters so people are not just searching but they are now also using filters and they are going to only see uh, a few selected products that match their query and if your shows if your product shows up for that filter then congrats uh, you're going to do really well because not every listing uses feature uh, sorry attributes 
And if you are using attributes, you're going to show for those uh, even more bottom of the funnel uh, bias. That's what I would say. Yep. I will tell you that, you know, more than 90% of the stores out there, I'm like 90% is kind of a very uh, generous number. More than 99% of the stores out there do not use any of these. Like do not yeah. go to this level. And yeah. that's why the results are substandard and people are, you know, hitting their heads on the walls of Google ads trying to figure out why the yeah. campaign is not doing well. <laughs> well, because your product is not super optimized. Like, you know, you can do so much with your shopping, uh, you know, product feed, uh, product listing optimization that, you know, you're just literally leaving money on the table. That's yeah, okay. I'm yeah. loving this. This is, this is super helpful, super valuable, uh, you know, masterclass. I, I, I rightly, you know, declared this as a masterclass without you telling me this is a masterclass. <laughs> and this is turning out to be a masterclass. So go on. <laughs> Actually, I saw the notification in the afternoon. I saw a masterclass and I was like, I just started doing this six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the power of you falling in love with Google ads. Yeah. Or any subject for that matter. If you fall in love with anything, yeah. you can you can actually, you know, uh, ascend really fast. Like the growth yeah. is vertical. Uh, but yeah. nobody can do this for you. You have to, you have yeah, to right. go this crazy about it. Um, by the way, Nachiket, I have hard stop at 11, everybody. I have a client onboarding call, so I can't delay that. Uh, we'll, you know, if there are questions, you can, you guys can post in the comments or Nachiket and I will reply the questions in the comments later. But let's not compromise anything on the presentation meet that Nachiket has today. Go on, Nachiket. Sorry, I'm going to put you myself on mute. I, I have a habit of interrupting. <laughs> so, next point uh, is about Google product category. <clears throat> this is an optional, uh, this is an optional attribute. It was a mandatory one, but now it's optional because Google does it for you. Google identifies uh, the product category for you and uses it. Now, you can actually double check for yourself if Google has done a good job at it. And it does. It often does good job. It will rarely uh, use a wrong product category. And it, uh, in case it has, you can override that uh, value by using Google product category attribute. <coughs> The next attribute is product type. Now, this is not for uh, us to give Google a signal. This is for our. Uh, uh, this is for us, right? We if we want to segment our products and have a better rep reporting, then we'll need to use product type uh, product type attribute. Um, because mainly you'll get, let's say you are running a campaign and you want to segment them. How would you segment them? into product types, right? You can segment them into, uh, let's say, polos or t-shirts. You do this uh, by using the uh, product type attribute. By the way, you can also use this as, uh, let's say you have old inventory and also new inventory for t-shirts. For the old uh, t-shirts, you can uh, use the product type as old uh, t-shirts and the product data for uh, the data for the uh, new uh, products could be uh, new t-shirts so now you can also segment uh, your products into um, old t-shirts and new t-shirts for 
bidding for uh, using uh, better use of bidding strategies then for apparel brands uh, as i said make the most of gender age group gender is male female sex age group adult toddler all that uh, size the size of the product like s l or m medium xl whatever size and pattern attributes wherever possible uh, often times i have seen uh, a lot of uh, people do not make use of the product highlight attribute now this attribute actually helps you to provide short bulleted lists of the most relevant highlights of your products so i came across these two listings <clears throat> i was searching for cricket bats and i came across greeny calls and kookaburra do you see these uh, bulleted points yep using product highlight attribute you can actually you can uh, use at least two to uh, recommended for it's recommended between 4 to 6 so you can you have a description right take your 4 uh, to 5 best uh, or your best highlights or the highlights of your product and mention them uh, and use the product highlight attribute to have uh, bulleted points do not do what greenicals has done here like they have just taken description into uh, highlights you can see that and uh, kookaburra has actually taken the uh, use the highlights of their product and their uh, product details and uh, highlights section is different now uh, what is gti right i have, I have, I have another it. plug here sorry yeah. in the world of 10 different stores selling from like, sourcing products from the same dropshipper the one store that wins would have done this kind of this level of uh, optimization of their products right it's not that you know product feed came from the supplier was imported automatically on shopify pushed automatically on google merchant center and boom you know let's run the ads why ads are not working that one <laughs> one store owner who takes the pain of using all these product highlight and all these different attributes is going to be the winner go on nachiket this is this is i this should be eye opening for those who are uh, you know wondering why google shopping is not working for them if you do not use this attribute you will see white spaces and it's similar to uh, site link extension you get more real estate on google right if you yeah. use uh, site link extension the same is the case with product highlights you also mention the highlights of your product but also occupy more space right so it looks legit and you people can see that uh, it's not a product that serves to a specific audience audience which is them but they can also see the highlights of uh, the product and make a quick decision so the next slide is about uh, gtim and why should you care about it so a gtin or a global global trade item number is used to identify uh, items worldwide so if you are selling an if you are selling an item worldwide or wherever your product will have a code which can which will be used to identify the product let's say you are selling this uh, this is a kindle you are selling this in different countries this specific version will be given 
a GTIN, right? And that specific GTIN will be used to identify the product. This is essentially a barcode, right? And having GTIN in place ensures maximum uh, impressions. So this does not have impact uh, like the product title, but uh, over a long period of time, it will have impact. It will have effect. It's uh, you'll often see if you do not use if you do not use GTINs, you'll see uh, in your Google Merchant Center an error stating limited performance due to uh, missing GTIN. And you'll come across this uh, many times in a lot of merchant centers when the uh, merchant is not using GTINs. And if you do not have GTINs, um, then you can use MBNs, which is manufacturer's part number. And in case you do not have either either of GTIN or MPNs, then use this identifier exists uh, attribute and set it to false, which means, uh, which indicates Google that you do not have this, uh, you do not have GTIN and MPN. So. Uh, I have another plug for GTINs. So yeah. there are a couple of things you should not note. Uh, the why GTIN is so important is because if you have GTINs for your products, then regardless of sometimes people switch, you know, different feeds, uh, different merchant center accounts, and that's a reset on the performance history. If you were using GTINs, Google would have some reference to your products and performance would not be reset. Yeah. Another aspect is, oh, I think there was a discussion, John discussed about it that GTINs could be counterproductive in some cases where lots of competitors are using, selling the same product with the same GTIN. In that case, uh, it's going to be like you are going to spend money making the product popular and somebody else is yeah. going to ride on that popularity. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> in those extreme cases, you would probably not, you will be better off not using GTINs. So it's both ways, right? You know, yeah. uh, if you are, if the product is not that popular and you don't have too many competitors, GTIN can help you, you know, level up uh, and get uh, better traction. Because with GTIN, Google can also index your products better. Yeah. Uh, if the product categories and all those things were attributes were not defined properly. But the flip side, you should also be wary about that flip side. Is it true, Santosh, that if you do not have GTINs in place? and you change the product titles, then the performance will be raised. I think there would be some set of, uh, some sort of reset uh, because it sort of changed on the composition. Uh, I'm not too sure about it, but I would assume that this could be, this could definitely uh, do something with the performance history. Yeah. So if possible have GTINs, if uh, you do not have, GTIN, then use MPNs. If not, then use the uh, mentioned attribute. So, you know, yeah. speaking of that, uh, we have Sahib on the live stream who said hello to me and you, Nachiket. Sahib so. is, uh, is is working on the, he's a Google, he is that Google rep. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> he works for Accenture, provides support on Google uh, ads to his uh, yeah. you know, whatever number of accounts. So I'm I'm like thinking of bringing one of the uh, Google reps to do a sort of a presentation on. There are some things that we can speculate and may not have first-hand information, and these guys would do. So they would like some of like somebody like Sahib could come and do a presentation of what you know agencies and specialists would know about Google Ads, yeah, uh, and you know not you know work against themselves by doing things the wrong way. So good, good you reminded uh, Sahib if you are listening, then you know maybe. Uh, you can prepare yourself to come and do a live stream with us or anybody else from google uh, rep google strategist uh, community wants to come and join us you are more than welcome go ahead nachiket so let's talk about uh, images and as i said as i mentioned before if you are suffering low ctr uh try changing your images uh you can conduct an ab test of lifestyle versus product images now i have asked a few people about their opinion on this and they said no we want to see just the product because a pro- the product will occupy the complete listing and then they can see the product better and a few people have to say uh have uh have to say that they want to see it on a model so that they can envision how it can look on them so both uh, theories are uh, valid makes sense it comes to you you can um, ab test them and have enough data to come to an conclusion come to a conclusion so if you are uh, let's say doing a test of 10000 impressions versus 5000 impressions that's not equal right have equal sets of data and then make a comparison uh, so if you do not have enough sample size then it's it's a flawed uh, test right you're not making a fair uh, comparison and then it will be uh, it will not the things the thing is if you are uh, things could change right if you uh, let's say if you're having 10000 impressions and 1000 clicks and then on the other product image you have 5000 impressions and then 500 clicks uh, let's say 400 clicks so you have a lower ctr on the second one but it could change if it does 10000 impressions so have equal sets of data and then there's another attribute called uh, additional image link you can use it to add up to x ex- 10 extra images to your listing and the general instructions on these uh, images are avoid text overlay or it will be um, or your product will be disapproved avoid watermarks and also broken links what you can do instead is uh, use a custom background like the third image they have a gradient behind as behind the product as the background you can use a software to get it done like this and i i think you'll experience a better ctr on uh, products like this because you're going to uh, differentiate yourself from the other bland white background listings so uh, the next uh, slide is about sale and promotion so during a sale you can use sale price uh, attribute to display a sale pop up on your listing 
and that shows a, uh, a nice sale and that will increase that might increase your ctr and if you are having promotions if you are running promotions on your site on specific products you can submit a promotion feed uh, the link to the promotion feed specification is given in this slide uh, if possible santosh you can also uh, I'll, i'll share this ppt with you and you can sure. link it in your description so that people can access yeah absolutely yeah so i think this is the most underused attribute cogs cost of goods sold and you can use this attribute uh, when reporting convergence and the thing is you have to uh, you need global site uh, tag to implement uh, cost of goods sold attribute now if you are saying now i have two examples let me first drink water so i have two examples the first one the uh, the image on the left let's say uh, you are an electronics store and you sell smart uh, smartphone and refrigerators so the campaign one uh, campaign a is uh, smart uh, smart and the campaign b is a refrigerator and for the sake of simplicity i have orders uh, equal uh, so that it becomes easier for us to compare which is 100 and the average order value on campaign a which is smart uh, smartphone is 800 pounds and the average order value on uh, campaign b which is refrigerators is 1100 pounds now if you do the math the total revenue is going to be 80000 pounds on campaign a and uh 100000 110000 uh, pounds on the second campaign right and let's assume the cost for the first campaign is 20000 pounds and on the second one it's 20000 pounds if roas comes out to be 4x on the first one and the uh, on then the second one it's 5x you might be tricked into believing that uh, you're making more money on the uh, campaign second campaign yeah but hold on <laughs> you did not um, include cost of goods sold right if an 800 uh, pound uh, smartphone costs you 350 uh, 350 pounds and the shipping is 10 uh, pounds because it's a smart smartphone and it's not too heavy and the second is refrigerator right 1100 pounds and the product costs 625 but the shipping is 30 pounds because it's heavier right so the shipping is 30 now your cost of goods sold um total up to 360 on the smartphone and 655 on the uh, refrigerator the gross margin on one order is 440 on the first uh, campaign which is smartphone so you make 440 pounds on a uh, smart uh, smartphone and 445 on refrigerator let's assume so the gross ma- uh, margin on 100 orders would be 44000 pounds on 100 orders and 44500 on 100 orders for refrigerators now once you deduct uh, the cost of advertising from the gross margin is when you'll get post marketing profit right so you have made 44000 and you deduct 20000 you have made 24000 on campaign a and on the second campaign on refrigerators uh, on uh, if you deduct uh, 22000 
from 44,500, you have made a profit of 22,500. You might be thinking that uh, campaign B is doing well, refrigerators are selling well, and you're making more money on, uh, you're making more profit on the campaign B, then you're wrong here because you're making more profit on campaign A. You're making uh, more profit on smartphones. And inside Google Ads dashboard, uh, you will see gross margin on 100 orders, right? Because you sold 100 uh, pieces of each uh, smartphone and refrigerator. So you'll be seeing 44,000 and 44,500 respectively in your Google Ads dashboard. You have to deduct costs of the respective campaigns and then you'll come to the post-marketing profit. So this is the first example. The second could be, uh, let's say, you, you are into apparel and uh, the first campaign, in the first campaign, in the campaign you are selling product uh, that has low competition. So you enjoy a high margin and the products that you sell in campaign B have uh, really high competition. And so uh, you have to price your products really competitively. If you do the same math, you will come across, now again, I just, made up these numbers you know in reality it could be different but you see the ROAS on the first campaign is 4x on the second it is 5x but the post marketing profit is different right it's almost double on campaign a that you make on the campaign b so cost of goods sold give you uh, more insights more data and you can take decisions better on uh, based on this attribute and the data you are made available with so two more plugs here. Cost of goods sold uh, is 99.99% of the stores would not be using this kind of a Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing, the surprising thing, the shocking thing is that without cost of the goods sold uh, attribute, ROAS is actually not just vanity, but it's actually a misleading metric. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually leading you into taking wrong decisions. Yeah. So those who are ROAS ka pujari, <laughs> uh, today you see the mirror <laughs> yeah see most e-com brands cannot play the cat ltv game right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you can't be careless about uh about uh, this thing you have to be profit uh, on first purchase uh, you need to have profit on first purchase model and if you use that because I've seen uh, people on D2C Twitter talk about how uh, CAC to LTV can kill your D2C brand. And it can if your predictions go wrong and you expect future uh, uh, cash flow, but it does not happen, then you, your money is gone, right? In, in simple terms. The money you invested today for the uh, revenue that you'll uh, realize in future, if does not happen if does not uh, if you do not realize that uh, revenue in future you completely lost the money that you have invested today so profit is something you have to um, take into consideration if you are into ecom at least that's my take great and with that take Najiket, like i said i have a hard stop at 11 it's 10 59 we're gonna we'll have to end this year today uh, we will answer the question, reply the questions in comments. If you have posted on YouTube, LinkedIn, we'll reply there. Uh, Nachiket, we need to do a follow-up next week sometime. So uh, this week is like almost packed. 
can you please uh, suggest a time for monday tuesday whenever you are available and complete your rest of the presentation yeah sure uh, i'll message you on linkedin okay perfect guys so sorry but we have to end it this here today and thank you so much for your patronage and nachiket will be back with the rest of the presentation next week thank you so much bye guys bye